Awesome. Thank you very much, Tega, um, for accepting to be one of our African women in marketing um, experts would actually be sharing her, her career success story um, with the entire community. Um, my okay. name is Olamidia Kusu. I am the I am the community manager. Well, actually, I'm not the community manager. I'm the community leader for African women in marketing, um, which is more like a community for helping women and guiding women with um, how to grow tips on success stories, basically, for marketing. Um, and what we always do with this podcast is we always use this podcast as a way to motivate other women as well to sort of share their experiences and let other women also learn from that as well. And I'm happy to have you here on our first, actually, yes, our first session this month. Yes, our first session this month. Um, and with me is Oye. Um, Oye, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome once again. My name is Oye Fashobon, the Community Manager for African Women in Marketing. Awesome, 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 awesome. So, Tegda, you are, how do I, I think I would describe you as a very adventurous career-driven woman <laughs> in marketing, right? No, like, to be honest, you've done quite a lot. You have done quite a lot. And it's, it's impressive because it's not every day you see people starting their own agency. I think it's one of the, it's one of the, actually, a very bold move honestly and i think that's fantastic so myself and Oyin were talking about it and we were reviewing your your bio and we're like god you've done quite a lot you've done quite a lot so before we get into all of that like we want you to introduce yourself to the community um yes okay hi so um thank you thank you probably when i look at it from my own point of view i don't always feel like i've done enough i always feel like uh I might actually even do what I'm meant to do. <laughs> so um, <laughs> my my name is Tega Tega Adjogun, Hogan Tega Adjogun. Um, currently the uh, founder of um, Click Digital Agency. Um, I've been in digital for like eight years now or so. Like I start, I stumbled upon digital actually. I will put it that way because that wasn't what I had in mind. I actually read economics in IFE and um, I did my master's also in economics. I would say that it was during a class, I think in my monetary economics class, when I realized that this economics route <laughs> was not for me and I was <laughs> just doing it because, you know, I, I had it at the back of my mind that, oh yeah, I wanted to be um, CBA governor one day. I wanted to put my name on the Naira. So I was trying to, you know, follow Charles Soludo's footsteps, you know, economics, master in economics, go for a PhD in economics, you know, teach yeah, or there, working, you know. So I'd already like, you know, I'd planned this all along from secondary school. So when I was in IFE, I started moving into, you know, events. I was organizing events, um, I was organizing, I think I organized the IFE fashion show twice in IFE. Uh, during the course of organizing those events, I had to, you know, promote the event. Um, that was where we just started using Twitter then. So 
had to like push out tweets from my event, make sure people are aware about the event, get it to trend online and basically get people to come for my event so I can make some money. So it was along the line, I did all of that, um, my fashion show, I did Miss OAU and I realized that actually I was more interested and happy where I was doing events and then, you know, doing um, marketing for my events than even my economics class. So I finished school, yes, but I was still pushing myself, you know, after this, I'm still going to go for my master's in economics. I just felt like that was a side, more of a side thing, I would say. So I got to my master's class and I realized that this wasn't a side thing. This actually makes me happy. And this is what um, marketing, digital marketing was what I wanted to do um, full time. And I was, just, I was wasting my time trying to force myself into the economics box, which I was, was not just working for me. So, so that's me in a nutshell. So, yeah, so basically. That's, that's very interesting because you said you stumbled upon marketing. Yeah. And- <laughs> and you know when you talk about how you have like a master's in economics that's massive right people don't really just study economics and just go and with bsc right you went ahead to study yeah. with yeah so that was it that was because I, I i i used to plan i feel like i've planned my life like 10 years from now what will i be doing i like to plan i don't like stuff happening to me but then marketing happened to me and i feel like sometimes i sit down and i wonder like what would that be if I focused on economics, you know? But I'm happy. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's great. So you said you started your career. You worked on how you started your career. But would you say that were key skills that helped you to transition into marketing from what you had already learned, like in economics? Okay, okay so... Okay, so okay, so I think the one thing that really helped I know that me you was numbers really matter. Yes, so one thing that really helped me was uh, when I finished Ife, um, Jumia and Conga were just starting, um, and I had this whole idea of creating. I think Conga had not even kicked off yet. I, I had this idea of creating. Um, is it? A, an e-commerce site where I could sell affordable um, clothing items, art items, and makeup items. So I create, we created a store. I and my sister came together. We created an online store, alonaija.com. Uh, we actually built it from scratch. So actually, that was my first story. So like I said earlier, I've been doing um, running events and just doing small publicity for my events, per se. So when I moved into creating the online store, I was bootstrapping, so I had to do a lot of the stuff myself. I had to create half of the website myself because the person we you know, paid was like, oh, our money was not enough anymore, you can't do anything more. So I had to learn how to, that was when I had to learn how to build a website. I basically Googled all night, learning how to build a website. So my website could, you know, kick off. And then once we had the website ready, like we all say, marketing, even when you have a great product, if you do not talk about it, people would not know about it. So we knew that we had to push, you know, our brand. We had to push our load ninja. So that was my first foray. And I started learning a lot of the things. I, when I started stumbled into it, actually, it was because of Alu Ninja. I knew that I, that was where I learned how to do SEO, 
that was where I learned how to, you know, do PPC ads. That was when I learned how to do, uh, start writing content that will push uh, people to my side using keywords. So everything I learned, I learned them on Google. So as I was learning, I was implementing, actually. So I learned, okay, how do I get uh, increased traffic to my site? I learned like one, two, three tactics. I tried them out. So that was how it was for me with Alu Ninja. That was, as I would say, 2013. I think that was when I really started. And then when I, that was why the numbers, um, numbers to cite me actually came up because when I practice something, I see in very had a traffic of maybe hundred people came to my site the day before the next day due to one or two tactics I tried out, I have like maybe 150, 200. I'm like excited. First thing I wake up in the morning, I check how many people have been to my site, how many people clicked on this, you know, so I was really, really motivated by the numbers I was getting. So that was my first introduction to digital. I knew there was so much I could do into web building. There was so much. And then I started learning about WordPress plugins. Like, okay, I want to my website. I want to do this on my website. There was a plugin for everything. It was really, really exciting for me. So that was where I started before I moved into um, in turning, I needed more money to, you know, keep running my heart. I'm running my sites. So I had to move to, well, I was interning for um, Style Junkie while running Alumanja on the site. So I was like a social media intern while running my own e-commerce sites. Yeah. Oh, side wow. by side. That's, that's actually a very interesting journey. But yeah, it's, so, good, it's good that you placed your fingers on the numbers because Digital marketing really looks at the numbers and oh. some people say it's a numbers game because that's the only way you can you can get the most results from digital marketing and marketing as a whole because as marketing specialists or experts, you are constantly being challenged by the entire company based on what exactly are you delivering, what's the value you bring to the table. Even mm -hmm. if you say you have a limited budget, right? And I'm sure you see this every day in mm. your job, in your entire area, like justification is really what matters you can create a plan that's fine but what exactly does it translate to what's where's the revenue where's the yeah. where are the impression where are the where, where are the people like are consumers seeing your ads are they able to relate with your ads like you've yeah. had the experience from social media to content to digital markets and that's like the entire package mm -hmm. and i think it's very impressive but what would you say has been some of your greatest wins so far in your entire career in digital marketing? So I would say like I've had wins and like I'll probably point out like wins that maybe stood out at every place I worked in or every project I worked in. For example, with, uh, with Alo Niger then, I knew when NASPAS came into Nigeria and they were looking for an e-commerce store to invest in, before they invested in Conga, they actually approached my uh, Alo Niger. And it was really, really, I was quite young then. And because I was so, my mind was blown. So not like they gave me any money, but for the fact that it was just I and my sister, my sister managed the logistics aspect of, you know, getting the pro procurement and logistics. And I was basically running the whole marketing, just me in my dad's you know, house. I was very, very pleased that they actually noticed me all the way and booked um, an appointment with me to discuss the prospect of Alonanja. So, well, we didn't get anything from them, but 
that alone was something great and I, I really celebrate it now knowing that I pulled everything myself. Um, along the line, I've had like different, different ways. Another one that also stood out for me was when we won, we pitched to Access Bank while I was in SO and U. And funny enough, um, week where was already, you know, he was running out of time. He wants to go. Uh, he had another meeting. And then I started pitching my digital. I was even, you know, trying to fast forward. Like, you know what? These are the numbers. This is how um, Access Bank ranks so, you know, against other banks. And I was like, but due to time to restraint, I'm going to move forward. And I was like, no, go, go back, go back, go back. I want to hear everything. And then he heard everything. And then we won the account. And I was like, wow. And then we got back to the agency and um, um, the GMD um, Udeme was like great job and he sent a mail saying that oh it was great even though we told nobody to you know go through all the beginning part and just go straight to the idea but Tega decided to go to, from, from the beginning and that was all one of the account and he sent it to everybody next to you and everybody saw it and I was just really pleased with myself you know so those <laughs> little little and obviously, winning accounts along the line. When I win, for every account I win, I, well, those are wins for me because I like that I'm not just working somewhere without contributing. Um, I can't see what my contribution is in terms of finances uh, to the company. So, yeah. That's, that's great because being able to pitch to Access Bank, wow. And win in front account. of Albert Wigway. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's like, no that's that's a major win it's not just a regular one but it's good that you can i think as women as african women i've come to realize that we don't often document our wins and yeah. this help us because we assume that what we're doing is just all right and we don't realize how unique our opportunities are and our wins are so it's part of why we want to celebrate women that are doing amazing things with this podcast. Because when you just talk yeah. about that, to be honest, I can't even imagine what it takes. Because when you see agencies, I know how many people it takes to win an account. And yeah. we're able to do that. So that's, that's impressive. And I was pregnant, beyond- you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's, well, that's always. So it might have done a whole lot of stuff, but there are some little, little things that just tick for me and I'm like yeah I did this okay that's amazing so what would you say has been some of your biggest challenges as a woman in your in the marketing industry um, as a woman actually um, as an African woman in marketing and also in your marketing career as a whole like what has been some of your biggest challenges maybe like two um I would say, apart from the fact that oh, what, what everybody faces, uh, male or female, in terms of maybe budget restraint and all of that with clients, or maybe the, a client that I know is all over going for your head with something. I would say one thing that really stuck out for me was when I gave birth to my first child and then I had to go on maternity leave. So I had a temp that was temping for me. See, I came back and... Uh, when I got back, it just felt like I, I felt out of touch because there were so many projects. My temp knew so many things. And due to the fact that, okay, when you resume for maternity leave, you can't, you have to maybe close by four or you, you close by four so you can get home to stay with your baby. And then I always felt 
lazy when it was four and I had to carry my bag and go. Because if you work in an agency, everybody's still there working, you know. Um, some people stay very late. So I feel like I come in, once it's four, I'm going. And I started feeling left out because a lot of these major meetings were actually happening around that time. So it's, that would say that actually... I don't know. It's why I didn't feel cool with it because I felt like, and I'm not saying it's obviously nobody's fault, but I think that was one thing that just made me feel like, oh, as a woman, this is actually a real thing. But I felt a part of me wanted to stay to the end. And if I stay to the end of the day, I feel like I feel this mom guilt, like, oh, I should be with my baby now. And then when I'm rushing out of work, I feel this mom guilt, like, oh, because I'm a woman, I can't really do this work for. Um, I can't really work on this project. I can't work on this project. So it started piling up like that. So, and I think that's the real thing. It's something that we people should, I don't know, speak about. Trying settling into work after maternity leave. It's not so easy. I don't know if how it works in other industries, but for marketing, for advertising, it wasn't so easy for me settling in right back because a lot had happened and a lot was still happening. And I was, you know, trying to balance my new life of being a mom and working in an agency. Wow. I think, I think it's true. It's actually not, a lot isn't spoken about when it comes to balancing um, between when you look at the opportunities that are there for men and women, um, especially when women get pregnant and before they even go on maternity leave, right? Because, you know, women go for like three, three months to six months, depending on the companies. And when mm-hmm. they come back to work, right? It might seem like some people might assume that they went on vacation because that's how for a company, right? The company is still running. Yeah, but and it's not a vacation, ends- trust me. <laughs> it's not, it's not. You're raising another human being. And sometimes as well, it depends on the company from people in general because they generally don't understand what you're going through and having to settle back even a month off work is actually a long time so because of saying when you do three months you're raising another human being you're also trying to figure out a new aspect of your life you're still a career woman right and you're gonna be you're already a mother you're a wife all of these things together it's quite a lot I think it's quite a lot and people don't say it's enough. Like people just assume that this is what has always been. So yes, women should be fine with it. Like it's it's not such a big deal. Yeah, true. It is a big deal. It's actually a big deal because I have a lot of friends that have actually gone. And to be honest, it's not only limited to the advertising or marketing industry. I have seen it happen everywhere because women have to be able to find a balance between themselves and also justifying it to people as well. Do you understand? Because some women also miss out on, on um, promotions because of that as well, because they assume that she's coming back. She cannot get a glimpse of all the work that she's missed and everything. And then imagine it's promotion season. There's no, like, do you understand? So I have seen women who've actually gone on maternity leave have to double working so that they can actually still be seen as, people asking you questions like at in that are you married when are you getting married when are you going to give birth yes so but these practices are not right well i think enough i actually had, had someone a PR agency asked me um about my plans for marriage then before i got married for marriage and childbearing and i was just like uh okay <laughs> so 
that's a question I know they will have asked a young uh, male guy that's you know trying to enter the marketing side. But I don't I don't want to say it's understandable from a business point of view because right now running my own agency I don't know, but I just really wish there were like some set down rules that permits you know people from. Um, asking such questions and they also you know give a leeway so that is why hello can you hear me yes we can yeah so that is why i actually advocate for more women having owning agencies so as a woman you understand women to woman how things are and then i think it would be easier on women that way I don't know, but I think it because I know me passing through my own, I am, I, I, I am kind of very, I'm not, I also am biased to women. I would just say that I kind of understand when oh, a young mom is working, I know, okay, at this point, she's probably doing something or, you know, it's you kind of understand your situation more because you've most likely been there yourself. Yeah. And I think that it's not only about women owning their own agencies. I feel like women in leadership generally makes a difference because when you see women who have actually gone through certain things as well, they have children, they've, they've grown their career paths. It shows that they did not give up their career. Yeah. Um, they didn't give up their career. They were able to find ways. And I'm sure that they were also dream. They were also able to face challenges, which they should like in, in this leadership position, they would be able to step up to make certain decisions that would better benefit and sort of bring back that balance that comes with gender as well. So you yeah. don't give up on a woman because she went away from maternity leave. Like imagine having twins, having triplets. Some of these things also really counts as well. And then some women also have to step away from their job because if their home is very demanding, especially if they just give birth to kids, right? Multiple kids, sure. like it means... That they cannot, they cannot, they cannot meet up if they don't have multiple helps at home. So that's also something that else that we we also have to think about. But it's good that you touched about women, women owning agencies, because the next question I was gonna ask you was, how do you think women are paving their ways in marketing? And this is more from a leadership perspective. Um, so like I, I've seen a lot of women actually that started doing there are so many women doing great things and i feel like the next generation uh, the next say five ten years i don't say generation because i'm still of this generation <laughs> the next five ten years you see a whole lot of women owning their own consulting firms marketing consulting firms you see a whole lot of women owning their own boutique agencies big time agencies and i think it's really really great that everybody is um, le um leveraging on social media selling themselves um selling what they can do I see more women doing that. So um, I think five years before then, we have majorly men doing uh, more of the, oh my, this is what I do, especially on LinkedIn. But now you go on LinkedIn and you see the women, they are doing things too. You go on Twitter, women are actually, you know, of doing courses here and there, taking people on, oh, learn how to do this. And it's actually very, very inspiring. And it, I even get challenged sometimes, you know, to be like, I need to do more. I need to learn more. I need to, you know, also, you know, up my game also. So I think women are really doing great in marketing when it comes to marketing a lot. And everybody's, people are starting to find their uh, niche. Like, okay, this is where I, I want to play. 
or this is what I want to do. These are the people I want to, you know, impact. And I think that's actually a great thing. In five, ten years, we would see, like, the effect of all the thought leadership women are doing. We would see them actually materialize and turn into real-time agencies, companies, consulting firms, and the like. All right, Sega. Um, trying to see what I'm still on. Okay, so the next question is um. So you've talked about. Uh, I like the fact that you mentioned um women. You've seen a lot of women. Uh, it would be nice if you give us this the names or some of these women that are inspiring you. So the uh, audience, anybody that is listening, can have a woman to look up to or someone to follow. So what are these women that you think are making strides, like great strides in their career, doing things that you feel can motivate other women or that young lady that just wants to start up a career or something. So what are like some of these women that have maybe influenced you or inspired you or something that you can share with us? Okay, so like I mentioned, women that I see doing great, like I see Ori Funke Lawal. I think she's doing something great with her platform. I see Blessing Abeng. I don't know if I got her name um, correctly. I think she's doing amazing. And then for um, there's so many young women out there actually doing amazing work. We have IZ. And then I will say IZ also was one of those people that inspired me digital uh, marketing-wise because I love that um, never say no spirit, you know. She's always pushing. If something doesn't work for her, she's on to the nest, and she's on to the nest, and she never gives up. So, Isaac actually has been one of my, you know, I mean, like, it's um, a low-key inspired, like, a mentee, like, oh, yeah, I'm on the side looking at her, like, actually enjoy, um, like, what she, what she does. And then another lady that, another woman that inspires me, um, Owen Omogia for, I'm, like, totally and eternally inspired by Owen. She's the, uh, um, I think it's the chairman of the, is it the UBA um, group now? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I am totally um, inspired by her. Then I also have um, um, Olumide Ojo. Is Olumide Ojo? Or Nkazo Olumide Ojo. She's another woman that also inspired me. Every day I'm on their page looking at what they're doing, what um, they're doing out. I can, you know, be better, how I can, you know, grow um, in their part and follow in their part. So there are a lot of women out there that I look to. There are a lot of women that I see doing great work. There are so many, so many. Okay, that's good. Most of these women, I, I think I know every woman that you've mentioned, and I think that <laughs> just, <laughs> that just defies the fact that they really are doing great things and, um, like we are all in this industry, and I, I, I know everybody you mentioned actually, from Isaac to Blessing, Orifunke, Kiro, everybody that you mentioned. So, um, so next question is, what inspired you to start your own agency? So I'd like you to answer this question from how long you were in the industry before starting up. So, like, what inspired you along those lines to start your own digital agency? Okay, so I again mentioned I've been in the agency um, industry since 2013 when I started my e-commerce. I like to see that as my starting point because uh, basically that was when I, started, I stumbled into digital marketing and I started applying for my own brand. 
Um, I've been all along, you know, want, always wanted to start my own agency, you know. Um, but I, I knew that I couldn't just launch out and then start based off knowledge on Google. So it's, it's one thing to, you know, Google thing. You would say all our stuff on Google, but then there's another thing. There's other um, skills that you will learn apart without um, even Google won't teach you that. Um, so many life skills, leadership skills, uh, management skills that you can't learn off Google. So that was one thing that, you know, I was, that was why I was working in agency. I've worked in client side also. And then I, I've gathered all my experience together and I realized that, you know what, I think I can do this. I should be able to do this. So I was working um, in a, the last place I worked, I learned to say a whole lot about, so uh, about selling digital products. So all along I've learned how to, you know, run digital campaigns, pitch to clients, win um, clients and the like. But then I, I never really understood the whole financial side of, the agency business, you know, it's one thing as a marketing strategist to pitch to client, get them to buy, but whether they buy your, um, whether they come work with your company or not, you get paid salary. So that was one thing. It's another thing to know that, okay, I need to sell to sustain this company. And I think that that was the one thing that I all along, I did not get here. I worked in my final play in the place I worked before I launched out that I needed to sell. And I realized that selling basically was the lifeblood. So why is amazing to do, you know, um, beautiful pitch deck, strategic work, get your client on board, but you also need to know the finances about running an agency. So I, by the time I had done that, I was already pregnant with my second child. When, and it was during the work from home period. When I sat down, I realized that I could actually do this because due to some um, constraints in my um, place I was working, I, I realized that I needed to launch out on my own. So while pregnant on my bed, I got my creative guy, you know what, I need to come, um, do you need to do a branding for me, do this, um, come up with my website, come up with everything. I reached out to contact, told them, okay, I've, you know, I'm working on my own agency now. These and these are what we'll be doing. These are the services we're offering. And then we started from there. I was six months pregnant on my bed and we kicked off. We moved. I decided that, you know, come what may be. I, I knew that this work, I know this work, you know. And I, I, I'd gotten a grip, I grabbed from the finances aspect of running an agency. And I realized that why not? We could always go, I would always go all in. And then if it doesn't work out for me, that's fine. But um, I was ready to go. And because I've gone around, I think in my last um, phase of work, I, I went around and I was actually inspired by the young uh, men I saw running agencies. And I asked myself like, okay, this guy should probably be like you know, some years older than me. If you can run a big agency like this, Kega, why can't you run? Why can't you own one? So then, like I said, it's not, it, it, if it aligns with your plan already, then, you know, go. some people are actually great just, you know, working in an agency. Do you understand? Right. But then I'd always wanted to, you know, um, branch out on my own, but I'd always been kept back because of fear. I always got scared that would I succeed? And I think at that point, while I was pregnant, I just realized that, Okay, even if you fail, what so what? Nobody's going to laugh at you. You will go back. You dust your CV and go back. But I was I was willing and ready to give it a try. And so far, so 
good. We've been going okay. We've worked on major accounts. We've done a lot. So we are a small team of four. And we, you know, we kind of try to do everything ourselves. We have the creative, um, our creative guy. We have our content strategies. And then we have our social media manager. Then I have myself, I double as um, the head of strategy. And then we do everything. So most sometimes my agency have a model, you know, outsourcing, okay, um, if we have something that we need to do, we have sort some stuff out too. Um, we will also work with like freelance remote um, remote creatives that help us with one or two things. So based on the model that I decided to follow, I would say that so far so good. It's been great. It's okay. been it's been great. All right, I would have said that this is a good time to talk about your agency. You know, tell us what's the name. What have you worked on? You get this is. Awesome. Let me sell myself. <laughs> That's all encouraging. Please Let me sell my yourself. market. <laughs> so basically, Click Digital Agency is a data-driven um, agency. We've worked on um, some campaign. We've worked on First um, Bank. We've worked with uh, Daluchi. We've worked with um, Fountain of Life Church. Um, we've worked with um, a travel agency. We worked with a whole lot of people. We also another core part of what we do, apart from PPC and social media management, is influencer um, influencer marketing. So we handle influencer marketing for a lot of brands. We've handled for Access Bank. Um, we've handled for I don't know if you knew about Enterprise Life. Yeah, yeah, I saw the campaign. So we handled their influencer marketing on um, across social media. So that was Click Digital. So we've done know a couple of business and we still have some in the pipeline that we're working on and it's been amazing so i'm going to just plug in our influencer marketing here because we're actually working on building an ai influencer marketing products we know that influencer marketing is very um, key in marketing right now um, a lot of brands are looking to you know get people talking about their businesses talking about their brands and we know people want this um service you know in the twink of an a twink of an high so we are working on a ai platform where you know brands can come in pick up a package an influencer marketing package that they want pay for it and then before in next one hour people are already talking about them people the influencers are already working for them so they don't have to go to the stress of you know looking for a suitable um what influencer works best for my brand um, how do we negotiate? So we cut out, we're going to start cutting out all of those middle phases. And then all you need to do is come to the platform and then our AI platform will put your, um, send your campaign to the best people to work with it in less than an hour. So that is something that we're also working on right now from Click Digital. It's going to be coming out, Influencer Africa, that's the name. So I'm pushing it out there. No problem. We'll be on the lookout for it. Trust us to Thank you. on our platforms when it's out. Just push it to us. <laughs> Okay, so Thank let's, you. let's go back to talking about us women in marketing. Um, from your experience, from where you have worked, from women you have worked with, and what you see, um, what do you think is that common mistake that many women make, especially in the field of marketing or advertising, that kind of hinders their success? Um, I'm sure you've seen cases of women that don't grow as they should have grown, or something right what do you think is that common mistake that hinders women's success in marketing or advertising 
I would say one thing I see is women probably tend to stay comfortable. Sometimes, some women, not women, tend to, because nowadays we have women that are, you know, very, very hungry for not just money, but for growth in their career. So I would say women tend to stay, some women tend to stay comfortable wherever they are. They probably work in an agency and then they stay, um, they just stay there. They, they don't, you know, push out the works, the beautiful works. There are so many amazing works out there done by women. But we don't even know who these women are. I mean, we see some um, amazing hearts. And I'm so certain that some women in those agencies who probably would have worked on them. But we don't see them. We don't know them. They do this amazing work. Copywriting, they do, they all coming up with a creative idea. And they keep it and don't... The thing is, just the way we do marketing, where you have an amazing product and you want people to know about your amazing product, it's the people who talk about what they do the most that they shine the spotlight on. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. I so am. we have women that have been working you know, in agencies for, say, five years, six years, seven years, doing amazing work. I know these women. I see these women. But they don't really talk about what they do. And I think that's one thing. So most times when I, I, I'm friends with like a lot of women, I tell them, you're doing this thing, push it out. Social media is a very, very, very potent tool that you can use to push your work, push yourself as a career person. Whatever you want to do, you can use social, social media is there to actually help you. So I, I really feel women should own their works with their heart, with their chest, like own it. I did this thing. I'm amazing. I know this work. I submit this work. Sorry. Like, do you understand? Yeah. I don't see a lot of women yeah. doing that. A lot of times when we hear creative um, ideas, you see the creative director is a guy. We don't see the lady that, you know, probably worked with the creative director who came up with maybe the copy for that. We don't see them. I don't see them. We just see who the creative director is, which most times probably a guy. And then that's it. But there was, there are ladies. If you've worked in an agency, you know there are women there that come up during the brainstorming meet session. There are women that come up with these ideas that we run on. Push yourself out there. I think that's what I was just saying to me. You need to push. You need to sell yourself. You need to market yourself so people would know you are there and you're doing there in your corner doing great work. All right. Um, so this is while you are talking, something came to mind. I might be wrong, but could it be because before now, most of the things you see, like the physical output of most things were done by men so things like design you would write you easily see a graphics designer claim a work before the copywriter of the work claims it right so when people see the, yeah. the design the next thing they're asking is wow this design is so beautiful who did it then is a graphic designer that claims it right you see uh oh you see a banner somewhere i think that maybe that is one of the reasons why it was it's was easier for men to take the spotlight because the work that gets to the faces of people were usually uh, done by men. Yes. But the copywriting gets to the face. Exactly. Right? Okay, so the copywriting gets to the face. So claim it. Trust me, if I was a copywriter and I have any of my work on view, you will see billboards all over my Instagram pages. You will see billboards all over LinkedIn and the create the thought process behind getting that copy because it's it's not easy to come up with good copy. Oh no, it's not. I know. It's, it's not. Easy. It's not even easy to come up with a big idea that a campaign is running on. 
you're right it's it's not easy to come up with like a communication idea that you're pushing out so all of these things needs to be you know i think women are doing so much women are, even in digital agencies i see women doing amazing things they come up with this strategy they go for pitches but it's not out there so most times we just and the thing with uh, human beings is we would always the people that come to the top of mind are the people that we see talking about their work. And I can tell you one thing um, for sure is most of the time, the people you see talking about their work are probably not even half as amazing as the people that do not talk about their work. I am forced to agree with you on this one. I, I agree, actually. It is true. That, that it's, so it's that, that, and that's what, that's like uh, one thing I've seen that most times you don't really, although nowadays we see, like I said earlier, more and more women, you know, are starting to, you know, push out what they do, this amazing work, we're talking about this, teaching more people, impacting more people, because the thing is, people tend to look your side when you're giving value. So more and more women are actually latching onto that. So I'm, like I said earlier, I'm actually excited for like next five, 10 years, we'll be seeing a whole lot of women, you know, claiming what's rightfully theirs, because right now it just seems like they especially the agency side of things they do this work it doesn't get they probably just look at the creative director that's guy they don't look at who you know worked with him and they don't look at who worked with him because who worked with him probably did not talk about it that's just my own um observation you're you're very right uh, i i worked in the agency for a while too so i get i get it actually so do you think there's anything that needs to be done to um, encourage more women to maybe talk about their work? Is there anything you think, any structure that needs to be in place to make women more comfortable with the work they do and speak about it? Do you think it's lack of platform? Do you think it's more of an intrinsic thing that women are natural? I, would, I won't say women, are, we've, we've, we've talked about wonderful women that talk about what they do, so I don't think it's a nature thing. So could it be structure? Could it be conditioning? Could it be ways of working? I don't know. What do you think could be done? I don't know. I would, would I say it's conditioning to feel like maybe what you're doing is not amazing enough? So, I don't know. I feel like every little win deserves to be... Um, you need to talk about every win, everything you do, because it's amazing. So, I might say maybe they don't feel... Um, I think they just feel like, okay, this is an everyday work. Why am I talking about it? Uh, so, I feel more women need to gain... We need to probably have more women platform, um, like African women in marketing, that probably look for this people and if they don't want to bring themselves out we bring them out we call them out i don't know if you get what i'm trying to say yeah. like give um have this platform for people that you know just do the work and probably stay in the background like maybe the more they see more people coming out and talking about their work maybe they see a copywriter being you know um acknowledged for um the work they've done they see like a female creative director being acknowledged maybe more and more of of there will begin to you know um push their work out all right that that actually gave us some ideas for us we, we should fish out these people they're amongst yeah. us anyway so yeah we, we need to find them out we need to blow our own trumpets nobody will blow it for us actually nobody yeah, yeah. so um you say you have a stat strength of four 
do you think, I'm sure you had the recruitment process before getting these four people. Um, mm -hmm. At the point where you were calling for uh, applications, do you think women were very well represented in the total number of people that applied and in total number of qualified people that applied for role? Do you think we have women like pulling their weights well, like strongly, or you think there's still a knowledge gap somewhere? Yeah, I would say, yeah. Funny enough, funny enough, I had more women apply. And apart from the, they had men apply, but I would say the women's CV actually stood out. I don't know what you would say, but the women's CV actually had like more substance than the men. I don't know why that was. I don't know why that was, but I saw that there are a lot more women now actually pulling, um, you know, competing and their CV, I don't know, actually had more. Um, you look at your CV twice before you look at the guy's CV. So I don't know why that was. I, I don't know, probably it was for a digital strategies role. And I don't know if that was why. However, our creative director is a guy. So I don't know if there's a fee with creative directors being men. I don't know. But <laughs> while the rest of us were females. So we have just one guy in the team who is doing great. Okay, that's good to know. I've been getting a couple of um requests for when you refer someone for this. And I know I see a lot of agencies saying I'd prefer a female because my team is filled with guys. Like what were people looking at when you were filling your team with guys? And now any role they they get they say i'd prefer a female though there's a bit of many of these roles that oh people just come in maybe internship and all of that i think that was one of the reasons for the backlash of the company that wanted interns that were ladies you guys like people are just uh saying the need to include women but i still think there's still that gap of many of them want to include women in junior roles that's the thing that's the trend i see yeah, that's the thing. They, so when they, you, yeah, yeah. So for example, when you call in for a social media manager or social media intern, you see more women. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, actually. And then when you call in for a creative director, you see more men. Even though you were not specific about gender. Could it be that men are just naturally more confident of what they bring? I don't. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think that's that, that's exactly it. Because I've noticed that for, um, um, even for copywriting, you see more women coming in for co content and copywriting. But then when it comes to maybe uh, um, art director, creative director, it just seems like art director, oh, this is a man work. And I don't think it should be. I think we, uh, we need to demystify the fact that art directors or creative directors um, are majorly men. Nah, we, we've had wonderful female art directors. Like, one of my favorite art directors is actually a lady, and she does so well. So, um, yeah, we need to demystify. And, you know, men, I've seen instances where you'd call a guy for an interview, and you ask him, how much do you think you should be paid? And he calls one ridiculous amount. It's almost like they, they, they don't care. This is a guy that might not even know what he's doing. Right? Well, <laughs> a lady that knows her onions, she has worked. But that case of maybe I'm not good enough, try to play, will it be humility or try to be 
I don't know. Or maybe it's just our understanding nature. Don't let me call too much money. How would the business survive? I don't know. I sincerely don't know what it is, right? Please, women, don't do like, call big money. <laughs> right? Call, call money that, call the money you know you're worth. You know, don't, That's, I feel, don't try to downplay uh, what you feel you should add. Like, don't, I think a lot of women deal with imposter um, syndrome. Don't even feel like, oh, I'm actually this good. You are actually that great. You are even greater than you probably think you are. So call the money. Okay, I deserve this. I bought this. Call that money. So I actually understand what you're saying. And I think it's a thing. And I don't know why. It's a thing. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I've even worked with some agencies. And they tried to probably... um, I don't know. I don't want to use the word cheat me because, or take advantage because, or, or when I'm, I'm preaching to some client, I feel like they try to take advantage when they see me. Oh, this, she's a young lady. Uh, probably her husband is working. So why are you calling big money for us? And I look at them and I tell them I have a family to fend for because I do. So you can't tell me that, oh, my, what if my husband is not working? Even if he's working, why do you think I don't need extra cash? I know, right? Do you understand? So yeah. we need to be unapologetic because I've actually seen people like clients that try to take advantage of the fact that, oh, she's just a young mom with two small children. Why are you? Oh, so, someone even actually told me that I like money too much. Well, yes, I do. I need money to pay my team. So obviously I need, I like money. So I think women should be unapologetic about finances, to be honest. As long as you know you can deliver on the job, please. By all means, aim for the best in that way. I, I agree with you. Okay, so you told us of how you got into marketing. It's a very unusual route, if I must say. And of course, not a, not a route everybody would do. Yeah. Yeah, not everybody would build a product before learning to market it officially, if I can put it that way. So um, what ways do you think... Um, Someone can so a young lady that is probably fresh out of school has probably um, studied something she doesn't feel too cool with. The funny thing is that many women in marketing and advertising did not study mass comp. Yeah, there are those that did, but there are the number of people that did not are more than those that did. So from the experience relating with this woman and even as an agency owner, even as yourself, what ways do you think a lady can get into the marketing industry or advertising industry that's the good thing there are so many parts of the industry so what ways do you think yeah. are available for a woman to get into this comms industry let me just put it that way yeah so i would say um i think one thing i would say is I've, it's always amazing good to have experience and then when i hear people say oh how do you get experience when you've not worked they're like so many ways so i'm not going to push it out as myself say oh build a project uh, build a product try you know to um get experience so that not like you said not everybody would do that but then there's so many things you can do you could actually apply for internship at um, different um you could actually meet people on social media and apply but please be careful you know with the way things are going right now and apply for internship or you could also Another thing is um, building a blog. You could build a blog and then 
try and practice all your marketing skills on that blog, gaining traffic to your blog, getting people to talk about your blog. You know, there are so many ways that would probably wouldn't even cost money. And you could do this right from um, university. You don't have to wait to your house. So I actually run, um, I work with um, the Lagos State Government on a co-digital project. I don't know if you, um, Click is currently um, handling the um, training of um, digital skills. Oh, for secondary schools. Oh, that's really yeah. Cool. yeah. That's really, really cool. So we are handling the training around um, district uh, educational district too, and I've I personally take it upon myself to go to this school. So that's like one twenty schools, but I like to be there because it's not just a contract thing for me. It's it's actually impacting because I see that we can actually catch people young. Do you understand? We could actually catch them young and get them into tech and digital right even before they get into university. So by the time they're in university, they're probably fine-tuning their ideas or they're experimenting with so many different things. And by the time they are done with school, they know what they're doing. So that training is actually like very, very personal to me. I try to teach them. I try to teach them ways that they could do it. You know, they have, so currently I have some students that are like um, content creators that are trying to create skits on Instagram. I encourage it. Please, by all means, do it because I know why creating this kit on Instagram? They will try to gain traffic. They will try to get, grow the page. They will try to do a whole lot of um, social media management tactics to make sure that they are heard. And that's the experience. I also have someone that is trying to build a blog in terms of writing content or what kind of subject um, line do you think um, people would click on easily. That's all experience. So by the time they're in university, they already experimented with blogging. They probably experimented with uh, maybe building an e-commerce store, you know. By the time they are coming out, they've built up experience along the line. By the time they are coming out, they are able to probably intern. And when they are going for their internship um, interview, they have something to say. So they're not coming out fresh. They're not coming out um, green. You know, I'm just coming out. I just studied a Greek extension and I'm looking for any job. You're not looking for any job because you know where you're going. So you could intern at probably, and then when you're interning, you get the organized fee of how things should be. From there, you move on. I saw a tweet saying that one of the fastest way to grow um, is to probably, you know, and then you walk somewhere for like two years and then you move to somewhere else, you know, along the line, you grow or you could stay. If you feel like where the first place you went to, you give you the ability to grow in your career, by all means, you grow. So, but I'm always the advocate for get something doing. You could build a blog. You could, you know, start content. You could start an e-commerce site, but get something doing. 14, 15 is not too, it's not too, you're not too young. So that is why this Eco Digital Project, I forgot to mention it while I was mentioning my client, it's actually like very, very personal to me. Like I make sure that it's a free month project and I make sure that I follow it up because it's something I know is impacting lives. And by the time these guys are invested, they're doing something great. Yeah, do you want to go into tech, build an app? By all means, do it. You want to go into marketing, do this, do that. By all means, do it. So I feel along the line, by the time they're ready to intend, they already know a lot. They're not coming in to ask you, oh, man, what's CPM? Because they already know what CPM is or what CPA is or what's Toma top of mind. They already know because they've already practiced it for their own um, side projects while they were schooling. That's, that's very... The project, I actually didn't know it was a secondary school-specific project, but really catch them young. It's very important, like... 
that's we are in the age where you cannot say you don't know. If you have um, if you are interested in something, it's never too early to start familiarizing yourself with it. <laughs> like you cannot come out of school and say you don't know. It's it's yeah, a, it's like a sin to do that at the start. <laughs> yeah, to be is. honest. So actually, for this phase one is the secondary school phase. Um, the first three months is for secondary school students. So the next three months would be for uh, people in the university already. So that's more um, technical than what we're currently doing. So right now, what we're trying to just introducing them, introducing them to this idea, you understand, and yeah. pitch, um, picking their interest in it. So it's a phase-by-phase project. That, that's really interesting. It's good to see the government interested in building capacity from young. That's very cool. Okay, we have spent so much time. Uh, this question is very important to me. I'm sure very important to many women because we've talked about it briefly, but um, in case you have any tips. So you were recently named amongst the 40 marketing women on the 40. Uh, congratulations once again on that. Thank you. And, uh, I know you are married. I know you have kids. And I know you run an agency at the moment. You have I've worked in agencies before. I know how the pressure in agencies are. So how have you been able to manage home and career? So let me just say it up front. I have like great support. So I'm not sure I would have been able to do a lot of stuff I do if I do not have support. I have support from my husband. I have support from my mom, my family, you know. They really support me, you know. Trust me, because I could be very, very, oh, this, are you sure I'm not doing this? I'm not, I'm not leaving my child in danger and all of that. I never have to go to work feeling like, oh, my baby is in danger because I know my mom is there. Or oh, I'm going out on Saturday. I know, okay, it's, my husband is there at some weekend after them. He stays up all night while I get to sleep so that I can walk in the morning. So I've been able to, I woke up and say, oh yeah, I'm stressed. No, see, trust me, it's support. Trust me, it's, and I really do pray that a lot of women also going into, you know, wanting to build their career, actually look for people that will support them. It's the, it's the support, I've been supported all around. I've been given time and, you know, peace of mind to actually do stuff I want to do. So, I have great support and God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God also gave me those support. So God, well, I have great support. And I think if I, and I look at other people, I actually count myself lucky to have the support that I have. Uh, I, I recently, I've been following a lady and this thing about support keeps jumping up. I think, uh, jumping out. I think we really need to go th- pass through, move through that phase or that talk of, oh, you, for you to be a strong woman, you must do everything by yourself. There is no... That is a big lie. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's no harm <laughs> I don't in do... help, actually. You need help. So I, if I, when I need help with something, I say it up front. I need help. I am not going to form strong African woman and die. Because you see this life, if you're not checking your BP, anything can happen to you. So like I said, I thank God I have support to be able to do what I want to do. I don't think women should try to do everything because they are going to fall at something. So you just need to work on getting support. And then if you're not getting support internally, maybe get paid support to do, um, get pay people to support you to do what you need to do. But just make sure that every, you strike a balance, you know, in everything. 
Thank you. I hope uh, the woman that needs to hear this got that. You don't have to do everything alone. Like, when you need help, please just say it. Whether it's your mom or your mom-in-law or your husband or your sister, there's no there's no trophy for being the for suffering yourself basically. Right? No trophy for suffering, yeah. Trophy, just get as much support as you can. So, um, in marketing generally, what do you think is the most important skill knowledge that anybody that wants to get into this field should have? Oh. I would say everything, um, but one thing that's key for me is, you know, I don't know if you are aware during the early times where a lot of people had to be octopuses to do everything in marketing then, I don't know, yeah. so like five years. Yeah. <laughs> but now people are not, so you see someone say, well, I'm a PPC ads person, I'm looking at it, so it's only paid as you're running. Then you do content, you do email, you do every single thing. While you're working in, especially when you're working for you, the client side, you do everything. So, but now I think is people are beginning to respect the um, uh, age, uh, sector, and I really, really like the fact that people are not diversified. So, I would say coming in, content is key. Content is like very, very. I believe that if you could do content and copywriting, there's really to nothing that you i think that is like the basis of everything because for social media marketing you need content for email marketing you need content even for your paid ads you can't just write rubbish and expect people will click it still boils down to content even for creatives everything still boils down to what you're communicating which is content at the end of the day so content writing copywriting is very very key if someone uh was to come in i would say one thing you should possess is content and then if you do not have the ability to write content in case you have like you know consistent writer's block please have the ability to decipher um good content to know good content oh i see this content and you know yeah this content is amazing there's some people's job they basically know how to design um what's what's going to blow what's going to go viral they probably might not be able to write it themselves but when they see good content they know what it is so if you can't do it yourself and then you have to get someone to do it for you, you should be able to recognize good content and good copywriting. True. True. You don't have to know how to do it anyways. <laughs> so that right, but you should be able to know. So when yeah. someone gives you something that you know this doesn't work, you would know upfront, like, no, this does not work. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Because yeah, sure. I've seen people like that that they probably will not be able to, you know, come up with the main idea themselves. But when they see an idea, they know that this is what we're looking for. So by content to me, it's like the basis. Having an idea of what you should put out, what you should communicate to your client is the basis for me. All right. So that takes us to the final question for today. What's your favorite marketing quote or hack? Please don't tell me content is king. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to say that numbers always matter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all right, that's always been my and that's why I leave. If I'm not seeing the numbers, no matter what, and I think even AB testing, all of the testing we all do, all still ties down back to the numbers because yeah. at the end of the day, numbers matters in everything. Are we writing content? How many people read the content? If you're writing great content and nobody's reading it, then it's not great content. If you write, if you push out a creative and not, nobody likes that part, then it's not great creative, even if you think it's the best. 
So at the end of the day, I think number actually matters. So numbers always matter. That's like my motto. That is what I live with. And that is why I said Click Digital is a data-driven agency. We work with numbers. Everything is based on numbers. Everything. Which is very important. As a marketing professional, you need to know what the effect of whatever it is you're doing is, right? And so many times, you're only able to justify that with numbers, right? With numbers. Yes. So When you're selling to clients, you sell with numbers. Or if you're pitching to clients, what will it do for them? You give them numbers. So at the end of the day, numbers is the... I would say numbers is king. Numbers is everything. All right, Tega. Thank you for joining us. It's been an interesting session. This is like one of the longest sessions we have had. And uh, really? I, feel, <laughs> I feel guilty for making it drag this long, but it was, it's very interesting. And I believe everybody can, um, can learn something. You, you know, we've had lots of people from different fields and you're the first person uh, that started an agency of our own. So even if somebody has not learned from previous episodes, I feel there's something to learn here. And I like your openness on how you get help when you need it. So I think that's something somebody somewhere needs to, to learn. And I've also learned a lot. Thank um, you. Thank you very much for joining us despite your busy Thank show. you for having me. Yeah. Um, Thank 